0: Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Courageous Mama podcast, where I endeavour to empower, equip, and encourage us all in our parenting journey. I wonder how yours has been this week. I'm going to share a silly story from ours. One of ours managed to get a driving test just recently. You may not be in that zone yet, but just to put you in the picture, they're like gold dust at the moment, and the waiting list can be up to one year locally. So you don't wanna fail it or you'll be starting all over again next time. No pressure. Well, my husband has a slightly more frivolous take on this issue and decided, along with our youngest, to find and follow our older son during his driving test. I know, I'm mystified too, but bear in mind he's been banned by the kids from school parents' evenings and you'll understand that he's got a slightly different approach to education and exams than I have or in fact, than most of us have. Another anomaly of this driving experience was the strangest of instructors. She spent one lesson collecting another student and popping him in the back of the car during our son's lesson. Another lesson doing the reverse, picking up our son really, really early and shoving him in the back during a different lesson. Another lesson stopping to help a friend unload during a house move. She was 40 minutes late for another lesson because she was in Currys buying a Hoover. Of course you were. Her all time low, however, was guiding our son in his pre-test lesson through a car wash because she wanted her car cleaned. Yep, during the lesson. I know this begs some questions about why he stuck with her but that's another issue altogether. So off he went for his test, blissfully unaware that he was being stalked by family. I did ask my husband what would you have done if you found him? Oh I don't know he said Uh, maybe overtaken him and waved (laughs) oh my word different planet altogether. I know Aussies are supposed to be laid back but this is another whole level altogether yes he is Aussie Greek Aussie. However mercifully they didn't find the older son during his driving test so they went to wait for him at the test centre at which point they called myself and my daughter who were nervously waiting to hear the outcome of the test. So I suggested to my husband to get out of there really quickly or lay low so not to throw him as he came back from his test. It's a bit difficult he said we're in the Mazda with the roof off. I'll tell you on another podcast how we came to own such a thing. Anyway, then he continued with his live update. Oh, he's coming into land. I'm waving at him. He's not waving back. Me, uh, darling, that's not laying low. Don't hassle him. Him, oh, I'll give him the thumbs up. Yeah, no, not sure. Oh, he's wiping his eyes. Oh, it's not. Oh, yes, it's a yes. It's a yes. (laughs) At which point the strange driving instructor passes my husband's car and I can overhear him asking her about her new Hoover. (laughs) That left the instructor one single job just to get our son home because the Mazda is only a two-seater so my husband and younger son sailed off in it but even that she managed to make into a fiasco. She dropped him home nearly a full hour after the driving test because they scooped up a new learner from another town who was a first-timer and was struggling to get out of first gear My daughter and I were waiting for him on the doorstep to celebrate him passing and we waited and we waited and then we absolutely fell about when we saw him chugging past at three miles an hour. They really didn't need to stop the car at all for him to get out at which point the instructor waved and said do put a review on my website. (laughs) In other news our last child has turned 13. If it wasn't for the foster kids, I'd be turning out the toys and downsizing them. So, on to this week's message. This week I'm going to share three fun ideas to help with connection. They'll be within other podcasts and relevant to that specific subject, but sometimes it's helpful to fish out good ideas and just present them on their own. You may be familiar with one of them or all of them or they might be completely new to you. So here goes. Number one, code word. Children and even young adults can find themselves in situations where they need to get a message across to a parent or to know that there is a way that a parent can get a message across to them. And that's when it's useful to have your own code word that's just between you and that child and a secret between you and that child. So for example and this one's just for the little ones, have you ever had that moment when you've got caught in a chat with another parent and before you know where you are you're arranging a play date between your child and their child and then later you find out that actually your child didn't feel comfortable going to that or didn't want to or whatever. I mean maybe you're one of those parents who never make a play date on behalf of a child without checking with them first and that's great but sometimes we can get caught in the moment can't we and our kids can feel bamboozled into this and that's a perfect moment for a code word so let's say your code word is sofa I'm sure it won't be because even if you can't come up with something more creative than that your child would (laughs) but it also is helpful if it can be worked into general conversation So maybe you're having this chat with another mum and your child comes up and says when we get home can I just sit on the sofa and watch some TV and you know that word sends off alarm bells in your head. They may be able to come up with a sentence with sofa in it just to alert you to the fact that they are pressing the red button. If they're not old enough to come up with their own sentence perhaps give them a sentence around their code word and then they know that you're really hearing that. Then, of course, they'll get bigger and they start to get independent and they venture out on their own. And it is helpful, even in spite of mobile phones, for them to be able to send you an SOS message because you might be in company with them and their friends or they might be with their friends and they can't get through to you by text, so they have to call. And that code word could be useful to both of you. And it can be helpful at school too, before they get to the stage of mobiles. If they need you to know that they're desperate for a pickup from school and they don't want to explain why to the school secretary. Whether they're feeling intimidated or overwhelmed, whether they're emotionally or even physically feeling unsafe, it can't hurt to know that tucked into their heart is a word that gets your attention. And of course it can be used to convey something from you to them in a situation, or perhaps you've got an emergency situation and someone needs to give them a message, if it's attached to that password, they know that they can trust that message. They may have to change the password after that, (laughs) but it works. The second idea for today is wonder books. Now I know some of you have loved this idea, so I'll share it here. We have a book that passes from pillow to pillow, from my pillow, to my child's pillow and back again. In fact I received it on my pillow only the other day and it has messages between me and my child. He's not the only one to have had one but the others have all grown out of it sadly but I've kept them and sometimes in the page it'll just be a question and that could be a serious one or a daft and hypothetical one. Sometimes it's just a note or maybe something they loved about the day or something that I loved that I saw in them that day. Maybe it's a little drawing, perhaps something you've cut out of a book or a newspaper that feels relevant, like a cartoon or something. A sentiment, a note, a memory, you name it. It comes from you to them and then it goes back from them to you. And a lovely thing to find on your pillow. I've been asked lots of questions in the Wonder Books over time. I've been asked why I made a certain choice about something that day that regarded him and his brother. Now, of course, he could have just directly asked, but for whatever reason, he liked the subtlety of asking me on paper and having his answer written down. One time I was given a word search to do that one of the children had made up. I've had some lovely sentiments over time and some very daft questions. So here's a few ideas of questions that you could ask. What's one thing you'll do differently from us when you're a parent? What's one thing that you'll do the same as us when you're a parent? If you could read one of your friend's thoughts, what do you think they will be thinking right now? Is it time we went for a hot chocolate? Where should we go? Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't know what to say? What did it feel like? What do you wish you'd said? Or perhaps something more frivolous. Describe an electronic device of the future. Make up an animal that doesn't exist and try and draw it. I've been asked some great questions and some strange ones. How about this? Have you ever punched someone? What would your one wish be? And if you had enough money to buy your favourite thing, what would it be? Idea number three for today is what we call the trust bubble and even in writing this I realised that we need to put a couple of these trust bubble dates in the diary. As the kids grew up I could see that they needed some one-on-one time with me. Not easy with five children but we did manage about 45 minutes once a month for each child at TGI Fridays. I know there are better places to go but it's local to us. And this little time together could just be idle chatter, but over time, it morphed into a time when they could say anything to me and be guaranteed they'd get no advice and there'd be no repercussions. Just listening. The only caveat was if they were a danger to themselves or someone else, which was never the case. So far. (laughs) And I'd like to think in our family that actually they could have put um, that question to me in any conversation, on any day, if they needed to, and that generally we're pretty good listeners. But the reality is that having a time which was labelled as that seemed to give them the confidence to test it out a bit. And sometimes it was just a case of showing us something risky they'd seen on YouTube, gauge my reaction, maybe an inappropriate Snapchat that they thought they'd share and see how I took it probably just testing whether I could keep my poker face and my word. And of course I did. And over time they learned that it was a sacrosanct space. And you know, a couple of critical pieces of information came out over those years. They felt safely protected and they shared more than they otherwise would have. We both knew that that was a ring-fenced space, so they were able to be bold. And I did keep my word and I held my counsel and I just listened. And in that time, they felt able to come up with a way forward for themselves in both cases. Interestingly, in both scenarios, they ended up asking my opinion of their way forward at the end. So I was given permission (laughs) to contribute. And that's so much more valuable, isn't it, than unsolicited advice and opinions. And over time, they labelled that time the trust bubble time. And sometimes at home, my youngest will say, can we have a trust bubble moment? It's become part of the narrative, part of the culture, diplomatic immunity. And given that we'd rather they came up with a way forward than punish in our home, it doesn't rob us of anything. And it does give us an insight into their worlds, especially when they feel that that world is vulnerable, or even falling apart. What parent doesn't want to be in that mix? I hope you've enjoyed those three and that one, two or maybe three of them appeal to you and they contribute something to your family life. Each one is a way of connecting and a fresh connection is a beautiful plant pot on your metaphorical bridge of connection. A happy invitation to connection, trust and closeness. Let me know how they go for you. I have a blog on the Wonder Books if you want to pop to that and explore it a little more and find some more questions. There's a link in the show notes below. If you'd like a book full of parenting riches, ones that lead you to a stronger connection with your child and show you some hidden pitfalls, a book that excites you about parenting and family life and doesn't leave you feeling like a rubbish parent, then you'll love Parenting for Life. It's a beautiful hardback book perfect for a gift and great for any parent. You can dip in and get a good morsel for the day or you can go deep and learn a whole new strategy. There's also a link for parenting consultations if you'd like to ask something about your family life or find some tools for connection or a relationship or somewhere that's sort of gone wrong and you just want to find a new way forward and you need someone to nut it out with, you can find the link there. And lastly, I'd love you to pop a review below. It helps me and it helps people to find this podcast. Of course, you can also do that by pinging it to someone you think would love to be empowered, equipped and encouraged on their parenting journey.